to movies are spiritual. We're doing my top six movies of all time, my favorite top six, and we are down to number two. And we're gonna go a little bit more serious with this one, a little bit more darker, a little bit older. Oh, I think I know what it is. You know what it is now if you look over your so left shoulder. In the 80s? That is a pretty good idea of oh, I know where we're going. I know the what power this is. of Christ compelled you. <laughs> I give you The Exorcist, <laughs> the original from 1974. Nice. I should have. I, I was I, for a second there. I thought you were going to say part two or part three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is my second favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah. Which, the Exorcist. Which yes. apparently. 1973. I just saw they're bringing out another one this year. Yeah. I haven't heard much about it. It's, not it's a got remake, Ellen Burstyn it? in it. It's not a remake, is it? In theaters or a TV show? Uh, movie. I think a movie, yeah. They have a whole. Well, it's got, it's got the mom, the same actress who played Reagan's mom in the original, is in this one. Oh. Now, oh. I don't know if she's playing the same character or not. Oh. We'll get into all that because there was a great TV show that kind of carried on the story, too. But we'll come back to that. The Exorcist. Not for the faint of heart. Not for children. No. That's when I saw it. That's when I saw it and it freaked <laughs> but, me out. It scared yeah, me to death. Yeah, absolutely. This movie, full of spiritualism. Basically about a young girl, single mother who's an actress. And uh, she has a lot of time on her hands. And while they're in Georgetown, just outside of Washington, D.C., she finds in her house that they're renting a Ouija board. She's playing around with it and becomes possessed by a demon. And it is by far the scariest movie I will have and will ever see again. I said will twice. It's that scary. I agree. What I can say about that is watch documentaries. You can find them on YouTube. This movie to this day is still in the top 20 most tickets sold ever. I mean, we're not seeing money because back in 73 and 74, you know, it cost 25 cents to go see a movie. But that movie is in the top 20 most tickets ever sold. Wow. Um, because it was that popular. They, there's documentaries where they're talking to people and it's like, yeah, I drove five hours so I can stand in line all day and I might be able to see the 11 o'clock movie, PM. I mean, they, they would drive five hours, stand in line for 10 and quite possibly be able to make that last minute, uh, last show of the night. Wow. Just because wow. how terrified people were and they have footage of it as well people are running out of the theater crying fainting vomiting because the movie is very scary but you got to remember in 73 it wasn't like today you know we had we don't have these you know we didn't have jason and freddie ripping kids guts out and stuff like that but back in the day and i when i say we i mean the people older than me because i was not around then um, <laughs> but you know then out comes this movie that not only is that scary and that dark, but it's something that is very, very real. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to spiritualism is that I truly believe, and I've had this conversation with a minister in the past, and this is why I truly believe in possession, because he's witnessed something like that. You take all of that and, you know, this, you take that into the minds of people in the seventies who haven't seen a lot of gory or scary stuff like that word of mouth just passed around and 
just people flock to theaters to see this and then running out, crying, screaming. Just it is an interesting movie. Yeah. And especially when it comes to spiritualism, though. Yeah. Because it is that that, it's what it is. It's all about bringing in this Catholic priest who is in a battle with himself on whether he truly believes or truly loves God or just God love him. And he sacrifices himself to save this young girl who is possessed. And uh, so, again, it's another movie about sacrifice, another movie um, about uh, caring for something more than yourself. I just really like it because it's scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Linda Blair, I think, was only like 11 when she did this movie. 11 or 12. Yeah. And they had to and have. When you hear a dialogue, that's that. It makes it even scarier yeah. with that. And yeah, and the things they made her yeah, say. I, I, yeah, she <laughs> or was do, like, and even do. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we don't get too graphic, and I won't get too graphic, but I don't want somebody going to watch this movie on my recommendation and seeing stuff. But Be prepared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she literally takes a crucifix, this twelve-year-old girl, and stabs herself in places that we won't talk about in the personal over and over. And, you know, she's bleeding because of this and what she's saying and what, what, yeah, just, and then what she does after. And I'm not even going to say that is even worse. (laughs) Um, Well, I remember watching that scene at my friend's house and like his parents were downstairs and we didn't know what the movie was. We hadn't seen it before. So like what she starts saying, we're like upstairs, like, Oh man, I hope his parents don't hear this. (laughs) What are you watching? Yeah. Oh man. It It is. Oh, go ahead, Drew. Sorry. Oh no, I was just, I was just saying, I saw it on TV for the first time when I was a kid and it was enough to get me messed up because I'm watching this (laughs) little girl speak with this, horrible voice oh god and just how like conniving this voice was like when father Karras comes in for the first time and starts talking like his mother like i got i got chills just like already just thinking about that when he starts using when he starts speaking in his mom's voice to tempt him and to distract him it's like horrible you know and he's yelling you're not my mother they're not my mother. What's wrong, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy, why'd you leave me in here, Jimmy? Oh. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it's like, ah. Well, the faith-based crowd, I mean, they would be really disturbed by this because demons are in the Bible. So this is, a lot of a lot of Christians don't necessarily believe in ghosts or they don't know if they exist. Some do. But demons, I mean, that's something that is definitively in the Bible the same ones that Jesus is trying to cast out of people in the New Testament. So you guys have heard me say the origin of demons mm-hmm. before. In ancient Judaism, the flood story was the origin of demons because there were these Nephilim that were half God, half human beings. God sends the flood, wipes them out. Their spirit became disembodied and it became a demon. And another synonym for that was evil spirit. That's what an ancient Jew believed a demon was. So then in the New Testament, this spirit's floating around, and it's a child of fallen angels. It would try to possess a body because it doesn't have one. And then that's what Jesus is casting out when he's performing exorcisms in the book of Mark, the book of Matthew. So 
you've got those floating around and that's what is in this movie that possesses Reagan, the main character. And that's a, a reality in Christianity and Judaism and a lot of other religions too. There's demons. Mm-hmm. That's why that was so scary because people might watch a ghost movie and be like, well, I don't know if this would happen or not. And they watch The Exorcist and they're like, oh my gosh, is this going to happen to me? Is this going to happen to my child? And that's the scary part about it too. It's like knowing that like this innocent little girl could be taken and put through all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I'm, when I was younger watching that too, I'm thinking like, holy crap, what if like this happened to someone I knew? Or, yeah, I I mean, ah. So what it is, is, it's it's a way to see basically what what Satan might do to someone or what the forces of evil want to do. So you've got the battle of good and evil, God and Satan, and, and you're trying to decide, well, what side do I want to be on? I mean, this is the example of what Satan might want to do to humans. So Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Uh, so what kind of spiritual themes did you see in this movie? I mean, it's all over the place, you know, when it, when it comes to faith. When all this stuff starts happening, she immediately goes, of course, to the doctor. And she's she's a pretty prominent actor, to kind of give you an idea. She is an actress, and she's pretty popular. She They are very rich. They have a couple uh, people who are made in the butler living with them in their part-time house, you know, so she is throwing money at this left and right and having all these x-rays and MRIs and all this crazy stuff done. And she finally just breaks and goes and meets with a Catholic priest and is like, look, I'm not a religious person. My daughter's not a religious person, but how do we fix this? And, you know, so it's them learning about faith, learning that, oh, okay, there's crazy stuff going on out there. We need to start looking at things a little bit differently, Mm -hmm. um, start being a little bit nicer or or whatever. So, you know, there's a big story of faith. There's, um, of course the story of family doing whatever you have to, to help your daughter. And then of course, uh, we've talked about before the sacrifice again. Um, if you haven't seen it hit pause or not pause, I guess mute, for a few seconds, but to get the demon out of her, the uh, main priest, the Father Karras, just grabs her and says, take me, take me. And the demon jumps from her into his body, and to make sure the demon doesn't hurt anyone else, he throws himself out the window and then goes tumbling down the stairs. And basically, he's committing suicide, which many religions call bad, but... I think he's not committing suicide, but sacrificing himself to take this yeah. demon out to make sure that this girl is mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. So, and this is also a throughout the whole movie, Father Karras was also kind of questioning his own beliefs and faith because mm-hmm. he had tendencies to even want to possibly leave the priesthood. When he was first brought into this, he was really skeptical of like what is going on here. And you can kind of see him get his faith back a little bit more as the movie goes on too. And, uh, and it's a cool place to visit. Yeah. Doug and I were there last year. We went yep, to the we're showing you pictures right here. Yeah. Wherever that fourth square is. I don't, I don't know where you put me in this video. <laughs> yeah. We went to DC to the and, house and stairs. And, yeah. Yeah. And then the stairs are massive and steep. Like, yeah. Like going down these steps it's it's yeah, literally a, um, oh my gosh 
bit of trivia about this movie and if well you see the steps that we're standing in front of here the stuntman actually fell down those stairs they they're these are concrete stairs and they are just steep i'm talking you know it's drew and i went to visit a friend of ours who was having issues with cancer at the time and he couldn't walk down the stairs he's he's our age a couple years older than me but he couldn't walk down the stairs just because they were so steep yeah yeah but anyway uh they're like we need you to roll down these stairs and the guy's like all right um can you put rubber down so literally they put like half inch rubber on each step this happened at night so it was easy to mask but still you're talking about you know a half inch of rubber oh my god and then you're rolling down a concrete staircase that's going down like this you know it was the speed um, that he would have been going what oh man i can't imagine doing that yeah yeah it's yeah, it was, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. If you just type in "exorcist stair fall," yeah, just watch this guy go down the stairs. And I think he had to do it a few times too for the shot. So wow, but yeah, amazing movie. Uh, the young girl whose name uh, Linda Blair, uh, she was actually nominated for uh, sport best supporting actress. She mm-hmm. didn't win, but she mm-hmm. was nominated. Uh, I think she was four, maybe thirteen or fourteen at the time. Yeah. But yeah, wow. for that, because she was amazing, you know, and I think I've talked about that in the past where nowadays kids can act a lot better than they could back then or directors know how to work with kids better. I should say that because there have been some great kid performances with some great directors in the past. And this was one of them. You know, she was just amazing as a shot, you know, this innocent girl i mean if you watch her at the beginning she's like oh come on mom you know she's just so cute this cute little girl who's so innocent and then watch her transform into this little demon i mean i can't i can't recreate the voice that this thing talks in and you know the demon is tearing her up from the inside she's got scars on her face and you know on her body and yeah she's you know puking up you know, you, everyone's heard of the pea soup, you know, that she's the, just vomiting and just and the crab walk down uh, the stairs. Yeah. The crab walk. Oh, that freaked uh, me out. That yeah. will see. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I saw it much younger. They didn't add that until I want to say late nineties. They, that's in the uncut. Well, I think they showed a quick the yeah. shot of her going sideways, but they didn't show the full of her coming. No, the, the, blood the spider coming walk out of her was mouth. never in there. Really? Because, um, yeah, oh. literally in the original, it's right after the uh, policemen say that her uh, director friend mm-hmm. um, died mm-hmm. because he fell down the stairs. We find out later that Reagan actually threw him out the window yeah. down the stairs. But yeah, uh, right after that, she turns around and sees Reagan do the crawl down in the original she just closes the door and just cries and then it cuts to the next really oh yeah because they can never they can never make it look good with the technology they had back in the 70s oh so they were able to kind of fudge it they were yeah in the 90s it was like okay we can make this look a little bit smoother oh that's back then they had so many wires on her and everything like that that it just didn't look good yeah and here's another little uh, something that you might not know. An actual convicted murderer was in this movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So when she's in the hospital and they're doing all the brain scans on her, mm-hmm. there's a radiologist. He didn't have a, I think he has like one line. He says something, but he's the one working the uh, machine. And he was an actual uh, radiographer at a hospital. So that's why they used him. 
but it mm-hmm. also turns out that uh, he had murdered like five guys. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, he was a convicted murderer. He would go to nightclubs and he would bring men home and kill them. So he was in the middle of his killing hey. spree while he was in the movie The Exorcist. And this movie has a lot of weird stuff to it. I want to say oh, the uh, it, what's ironic is I was mentioning that scene um, where the director dies. He was thrown out of the window and falls down the stairs and dies. That actor literally died like a week later after really? he shot his final scene. Yeah. There were two or three other people that worked in the movies that died while making the movie. Oh, wow. I mean, just, you know, it was almost that cursed movie thing where just all this weird stuff happened but like poltergeist yeah um i've heard stuff like that on poltergeist and on um, nightmare on elm street yeah it's uh it's always fun to hear weird stuff in horror movies i mean i shouldn't say that it's not fun to hear people dying but um you know weird things happening that's uh interesting which makes you think, you know, are there demons out there like, we're tired of being the bad guys. Let's mess with these movies or something like that. I don't, I don't know. It could be something spiritual with that. Think about it. All right. So I would have to say my favorite part about the movie is, of course, the sacrifice. Um, I'm a big fan of sacrifice. If I was put in that opportunity, I hope I have the ability to do that for somebody I love. But whether it's sacrificing yourself for an entire world, like in Ghostbusters, or in this case, a 12-year-old girl, to save her from torture and hell and just this awfulness, I do love that. And uh, spoiler alert, just kind of give you an idea what the sacrifice is. He does tell the demon to uh, pull him in. I think we talked about this already, but I appreciate that as a person of faith and just a person in general of, you know, just caring, wanting people to be good and things like that. And to see this in a movie where somebody is willing to give their life for somebody they've really never met. You know, he's only ever talked to the demon. He doesn't know anything about this little girl, but he's going to give up his life for hers. And I think I really like that in the movie. And I like that in life. Just it's cool. man. yeah, I really like that movie. And I would say it's definitely my second favorite movie of all time. Again, it is. And I just I I just want to keep throwing this out there because I don't want anyone to watch this and be offended. It is a dark and brutal movie but it's such a powerful story about faith and it is you know it's heaven versus hell in this movie mm-hmm. so that that's your warning i strongly strongly recommend it but know what you're going into because <laughs> be prepared yeah be careful what you're going into but definitely worth the watch gentlemen i turn the floor to you yeah, it's a good study on spiritual warfare and on faith, and it's a solid film. I did just watch the sequel a month ago just for fun because I heard it's pretty bad, and I was really curious. Was so, that part two? Exorcist Two, The Heretic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that I thought it was weird. so bad it's good until the last 15 minutes or so. Then I got bored, but for a while I was like, what are they thinking? Mm-hmm. This is so bad. It's great. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> but, it tried. It, I think it tried. Somebody tried to go scientific with it, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, we 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 scared them with the religious. Now let's scare them with the science. And it's like, what? You're, you're flashing something in her eyes. That's not scary. Yeah, they pretty much tried to undo the first movie. That was my beef mm-hmm. with it for a while, and then they 
go bonkers at the end. Um, yeah, but no one of the was other going ones seemed to live up to the first one. I did like the third one. Oh, the third, third one really is amazing. George C. Scott. I mean, he's just that dude is hardcore. I love him. Anything he does with him. Do you ever hear the story of uh, he won the Oscar for Patton and he didn't go because he's like, no. I, I, I'm, I don't need a trophy from a popularity concert or a contest. So he actually sent a Native American woman in his place. Yeah. And when he won, she went up there and gave a speech about Native Americans and yeah. everything. And it was just like, yes. I mean, I, yeah. I think that I don't even know that was before my time. I was even she born. Just, but yeah, she was just amazing. recently passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was a cool guy. And this story, it is, this is the true sequel. If you like the first one, watch part three, George C. Scott. That, that is the true sequel to this one. Because it literally takes place like less than a year later or something like that. I mean, it's like right there. Mm. So, um, and it deals with a lot of the characters in the one, not just the uh, daughter and the maid. And then watch part two so you can understand what we're talking about. Because <laughs> has James Earl Jones in it, though. I mean, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. So, Darth Vader. Yeah. And that was right yeah. when he was doing Darth Vader's voice. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, you got my recommendation. Gentlemen, You did you like it? When was the last time you saw it? Do you agree? Disagree? Do you find it scary? I Oh, I agree. And I, I think it is. Anyone asked me what's the scariest movie ever made? Exorcist is always number one. Uh, yeah, it it really shook me when I saw it the first ten times. Like and it, it holds it, up. It does. It never is not scary. As many times as I've seen it, and as old as I am now, mm-hmm. I could still watch that movie and be freaked out by it. Yeah, very good pick. I want to watch it again because when I watched it, I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. I saw the director's cut. I mentioned it was in late high school. But at that time, I was on this scary movie kick. I'd watched The Ring. I'd watched The Grudge. And I heard The Exorcist was the scariest movie of all time. And it just wasn't the type of scary movie I was expecting. Because in those other movies, in The Grudge, you've got this scary Japanese ghost girl crawling out of a trash bag to get you and people with their jaws missing. And it was really messed up. That movie gave me nightmares. When I watched Exorcist, I think since I was expecting like Japanese horror, I was let down. (laughs) But as I think about it, the, the concept is intriguing. And what's in the movie is realistic scary. Oh, yeah. And so now through this conversation, I'm wanting to watch part one and three again, just to watch it and to study spiritual warfare. You know, I, I think everybody should be familiar from a faith perspective with, I, I guess, if you want to look at this way, the forces of evil, everyone should every once in a while get a glimpse of what that's like so you can be like oh i don't want to go there (laughs) i don't don't want to to be in a future where these evil beings rule so every once in a while i think it's a good thing to look at that and think about well god's ultimate plan is to defeat these evil spirits well that's what i want right so you could look at it as kind of a a supernatural study of the afterlife. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, uh, has all that cool stuff and it's scary. And when I say it lives up to today, yeah, you, uh, 
people watching it today will probably be a little bit more able to handle it a little bit better. I'm trying to desensitize. That was the word I was trying to think of. Because of horror movies, there's a lot more jump scares nowadays. There's a lot more creepy, just dark, weird stuff out there. So it may not be as effective, but it is still very, very effective. The director was a genius. He actually put stuff in the movie subliminally to mm-hmm. make it scarier. Very beginning of the movie, um, the priest is over in Iraq, I believe, or yeah. uh, in the Middle East somewhere. And there's a scene, he's kind of sitting there, and then he looks over and he sees two dogs fighting. Well, the sound he uses, there, it's not dogs. He actually puts in the sound of pigs. He mixes in the sound of pigs because humans are more scared of pigs than they are of dogs. So when the dogs are going at it, it actually, if you really listen to it, it's like, you know, it's not like growling. It's more like snorting. You're squealing, like pig squealing a little bit. And uh, yeah, and he would do that throughout the entire movie. You know, the famous exorcist face. Watch this. Flash. He would throw that in. And when they did the recut, they threw it in a lot more. No, they Um, did. And the shadow of that statue is in the corner of a room at one point. And you can you can see it fade in and fade out, and that's what they did with part three too, as well. There's a lot of subliminal stuff in there. It weird because it like he's walking through a church and the lights turn off and he's kind of looking around. And it's doing different shots, and then it shows this shot of like a couple statues, but the one on the left it looks like the Joker. <laughs> it's literally something sitting there going you know in white face paint and it just it was like what but you know i you would catch glimpses of that but when you actually got to dvd you could pause it and be like what who put that in there but you know we paused on that exorcist face in the first one that demon face was that zulu or uh no not cthulhu it's zoo uh pazuzu pazuzu oh yeah, yeah. pazuzu so i actually have a story in college involving that face nice there was a house next door like my college house it was four guys right mm-hmm. living in this rundown house at purdue and the house next door well there were three girls living in that house and their house was already scary because in the basement there was a giant pentagram painted on the wall and spray painted underneath that was the words gateway to hell and 666 so that was creepy awesome. <laughs> you know they they were they moved in there anyways and they were a little nervous about it and they had like this stairway going up to the second floor and there was a window an octagon shaped window at the top of 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 the landing like halfway up the stairs before uh-huh. the stairs turned you know well i got online and I printed off that exorcist face, that Pazuzu <laughs> face that they spliced into the movie subliminally. Uh-huh. I printed that off of life-sized and cut it out. And I taped it in their window and then knocked on the window <laughs> and ran. <laughs> and they were scared to death. It's, it's, it's a hard face to look at. Yeah. Yeah. And Doug has it tell as them. Doug has yeah, it as we, we didn't come out and say, oh, it's a joke. We waited like a month. And then told them. Oh, really? And they they were scared. They were like, they didn't know if they should call the cops or what. But <laughs> it was good. It was great. Oh, college days. Well, because 
from their house, from the bottom of the stairs at night, when you see that it's a paper face in the window, but it doesn't look like that in the dark. No, no. it looks like a person, like a vampire, it looks looking in your window. Something weird. But yes, it's a good choice for a movie. It's yeah. A, I thank you. Yeah, um, that was I'll, I'll that watch was it the again. movie. Yeah, I think I was a little bit older. I was probably around 11 or 12 when I saw that. So Ghostbusters kind of pushed me towards the horror genre. This one hooked me. And, you know, I had plenty of nightmares because of this. But I I was so scared when I'd go to bed sometimes. But I don't know why. I just loved it uh, whenever Mm -hmm. I was watching it. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. More of a fascination. Yeah, something weird like that. So... All right. Anything else to add, gentlemen? Got it covered. Is that Halloween? I don't know. Halloween and the Exorcist theme are very similar. Very, uh, yeah. Just play the Exorcist theme as we go out. All right. So that was my number two. We're coming back with my number one very soon. <laughs>